well, welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from Sludge Central and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. It is time for what might be our most important show of the entire year. It really is. It's our biggest show of the year, and everybody's looking forward to it. I actually, I don't think anyone's looking forward to it more than us. Spooky Songs, Volume 9. Nine times. Nine times? Nine <laughs> times. Nine times. <laughs> yes. So I don't know if that puts us at 100 songs, but wow. We have added a lot of songs to everyone's Halloween playlists over the years. Really, and I think a lot of people may have had some of those tracks on there already, but to hear our takes on them might make them look at it a little bit differently. (laughs) You know, in uh, Volumes 1 through 4, you might have been right, but now we're in Volume 9. I don't think most of this stuff is on anyone's (laughs) playlist. It's barely on our playlists. Actually, I have to disagree with you. I think tonight's show is so jam-packed with awesome picks that it may go down as one of the best Spooky Songs episode ever. I know I've said stuff like that before, but I really feel it tonight. You've only said it eight times in the past, so... (laughs) (laughs) Nine times. Oh, boy. So, yeah, tonight, ten more Spooky Songs to add to your Halloween playlists, five each, and I think I am going to start... You're going to start. Okay, Jay, here we go. Number one. My first pick is the theme to Halloween 2 from John Carpenter and Alan Howarth back in, I think it was 1981, right? What a great pick, man. I'm glad you agree because, uh, you know, Carpenter's theme from the original, it's a classic, it's wonderful. But in my opinion, the updated theme for the sequel is just better in every possible way. So you're saying it's better than the actual original composition? I am... 100% saying that. I don't know if that's like going to come off as sacrilegious to a lot of people, but it is just the truth. Well, I feel like you can't have the song without the original. So what? You can't fucking, I don't know, you can't make an omelet without start with an egg. Would you say that an omelet's better than an egg? It's an improvement in every way. So what they did here is they took the original theme, they switched from like straight piano to synthesizers, and they just gothed the fuck out of it. It's very synthy. It's very synthy, but it's also much more sinister, extra industrial, extra mean. 
It could be a moog. Maybe it's a moog. What the fuck's a moog? <laughs> it's like an instrument that creates like electronic type sounds. Already I'm on Google. Hold on. <laughs> you think I'm making it up? Moog? The moog. You don't know the moog. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know the moog. It looks like Okay, a... so I think there might be a moog involved. Looks like a spaceship controller from like a bad movie. Yes. Hence the sounds of the song. Awesome. Yeah, Moog. Yeah, it's totally fucking Moogged. Moogged <laughs> to the nines. So many layers in this one. It's like they had a whole orchestra of people with various instruments just throwing shit at the wall. It's like 10 songs stacked on top of each other, but it works. Probably one of the best, strongest picks of any song show that we've done. And the reason is. John Carpenter, you think for a second, like he can't top such a masterpiece, right? But he wound up reinventing that theme, like almost as if this is like a whole different genre. This is not to besmirch the original. It's great. But after all these years, kind of hits into that same wall that the Ghostbuster song smacks into. You've heard it so many times. It's on all those like goofy party albums. It loses a little bit of its punch. John Carpenter out carpentered himself. There's a sophomore slump, which he didn't hit. He had a sophomore jump. <laughs> a sophomore jump, he did. You know what? I think he's active on social. You should let him know. <laughs> Matt, my first pick is I got five on it, the tethered version from the movie Us in 2019 from Jordan Peele. An interesting pick because I'm down with it, but I'm kind of surprised that you are. Oh, I love this song by Luniz in 1995, but it was a remix. And this is going along with the whole horror genre trope where a trailer will take a song that you know and slow it down and make it all ominous and creepy. And then all of a sudden the song takes off and gets like a whole new life. Yes, that is a thing nowadays. And this one did it very, very well. Us, we saw in the theater, I'm going to read from IMDb, a family serene beach vacation turns to chaos when their doppelgangers appear and begin to terrorize them. Great movie, really scary. And I was able to see the walkthrough at Halloween Horror Nights. And that was awesome. So I think that has a lot to do with how that song stuck with me. Because when you're there in person, it's, it's really scary. God, you'll never miss a chance to brag about going to Horror Nights, will you? <laughs> it only comes up like five times per show. Jay, did you go to Horror Nights? Really? Never knew that one. <laughs> you kidding me? Did you have fun? <laughs> did they have some mirror magic tricks to make you think that you had your own clone in there? 
Well, they didn't do that, but it was almost like you were living in the movie. Gotcha. Sounds very cool. It was very cool. So when this song was like out originally, it was more just, you know, kind of like a hip hop type song. And this one slows it down, makes it real ominous and the strings kick in. So let's get those strings. Let's kick in those strings right here. You know why I think you like it? It's a little bit It follows y It is. It has that vibe to it. And I think it's the best possible song to be playing in the background when you do meet your underground doppelgangers. You think so? You've given this one a lot of thought, have you? Yeah, I think it fits very well. They really landed on a song that is appropriate for the moment. When you think of that movie, your mind goes to the song. It's become very synonymous with it. Like, I think it's probably the first thing I think of when I hear Us. Honestly, I wasn't even familiar with the song in 95. But hearing it now, it's like, how could you not think of the movie? <laughs> you think I was familiar with the song in 95? Come on. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a remake until you said it five minutes ago. <laughs> Well, it's not a remake. It's like a remix. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking it's the same exact thing. No, it's just two different things. A remix is a remix of the song. Don't call it a reboot. Creepsville 666, released by Austrian punk pop band Kitty in the Casket back in, I think, 2013. I was very impressed with your pick, Matt. I can't believe we haven't brought it up before, and I can't believe it's me who's bringing it up, because <laughs> yeah. this song is so you. Girl in black leather singing uh, rock songs? <laughs> yeah, a female-led rock band <laughs> doing a song that sounds like it could have come from the Hex Girls. It is Sludge Central Special. <laughs> it is. Great pick, though. This song only made it onto my playlist a few years ago. I know jack shit about Kitty in a Casket. I have no idea what the fuck they're about. Apparently, the lead singer is actually named Kitty Casket. Yeah, Casket. I believe that's like a Scottish name. It's a fucking stage name. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I thought you were trying to get me. <laughs> I guess they're still active. And from what I read, this song, it wasn't a one-off. It sounds like most of this band's songs all have this kind of weird vibe, right? Yeah, it's mostly like kind of macabre stuff. It's almost like No Doubt by way of The Cramps. Would you say that's accurate? Oh, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, it's like punkish rockabilly shit, but with some bubblegum pop in there. And it really works in this track. One thing I love about it, aside from the lyrics, is that it's really upbeat, and there aren't too many of those kinds of songs that you can reasonably put on a Halloween playlist. I agree. I think it's got a real fun kind of vibe, and it's infectious. So I'm with you there. Also, the music video has the lead singer, Kitty Casket. She's all in black leather beating up zombies with a baseball bat. This band, I don't think they're extremely well known, right? Yeah, but if I was seven years old, I would have a Teen Beat magazine pullout poster of her on my wall. Seven, 
40, whatever. <laughs> Number four. That was Aerobicide by Mary Hyland from 1987, which was in the movie Killer Workout, Matt. So if I have it right, Aerobicide, was that also an alt name of that movie? Yeah. So Killer Workout, I think most of us know it as that, but Aerobicide is an alternate title. The movie is about women aerobicizing and then getting murdered by a, like a slasher killer. A slasher killer who apparently uses a giant safety pin as his weapon. <laughs> That's a choice, Jay. There's a lot of choreographed fights. Like, they think they're boxing. It's very odd. I haven't seen the movie, but I watched the trailer in a few clips, and you're right. It's very much like a cross between a home movie and cheap porn. It's very oddly it's staged. So is. It's so is that. I thought it was like some kind of like porn guru who made tons of money, and then he said, you know what? I want to get into a legit film. Yeah, this is a total cleaver situation. You're right. It does have that vibe completely. My fucking eighth grade birthday party video had better cinematography in this movie. <laughs> like the fight scenes, like people being like the upper left corner for no reason. Yeah, awesome. I noticed that. Yeah, when they, and then they're having like a conversation. Everybody's on the bottom left of the screen. It's just weird. <laughs> you don't listen very well, do you? Stay away from her. I'm going to take you apart. Peace by peace. If you've never seen this movie, you can't fathom what goes on in it. And it's just batshit completely. But it has a song in it called Aerobicide. I love the fact that it has its own theme song. And a good one. Like a really catchy song that you would not be totally surprised if you found out it had radio play back in the day. I'm sure it didn't, but it could have. I mean, it has what it takes to be the song playing when you're doing those aerobics, when you're aerobiciding. If the title of the song wasn't like a reference to aerobic murder, then you wouldn't think this is anything other than like a hip hop song. Legitimately great song about working out until you die. I'm not kidding at all. I have it on my gym playlist. When it comes on, it's usually like right after Eye of the Tiger. So the three songs that you listen to, it's probably like Eye of the Tiger, this fucking aerobicide song, and like Bray Wyatt's theme or something. <laughs> the Fiend. <laughs> you know I'm right. You're laughing because it's true. That's your trifecta. <laughs> There's more to it, but Bray perhaps is on there. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah. 
five. This will be fun. The power in the cards. Far out. Is a power deep and true. We must accept the power of the cards. The cards will tell the future. But the rest is up to you. What do you want from me? Tales from the Dark Side. Saturday night at 11, only on Channel 11. Okay, this one is going to take a little explaining, Jay. What you just heard is an old TV promo for a specific episode of Tales from the Dark Side. A little explaining? (laughs) (laughs) Just a smidge. The promo is from 1986. I found it on one of my old WPIX tapes, and I immediately fell in love with that weird, spooky background music. That new agey track. Oh, it's so good. This is something you've been like low-key obsessed with for years now. I've put out open calls for anyone to help me track down this song. And it turns out that someone was able to. This guy, Fiji Mermaid, I don't know how the fuck he did it, but he ID'd the song. So let's roll it. This is New Atlantis from Desmond Champ. Jay, I guess it loses a little something when you don't see clips from Tales from the Dark Side over it, huh? So, okay, without thinking that there's a relation to Tales from the Dark Side, my thoughts are either a dramatic B-roll music from the Ewok village unused in Return of the Jedi, or the music that you hear when a movie or show like references a new age spa. I feel like we're back at the Nature Company in the Woodbridge Mall, Jay, your favorite <laughs> store. Know. Come on, let's get an indoor fountain. Yes. I don't know. I mean, on its own, I guess it still does have a spooky vibe, right? Like, it's not John Carpenter, but it wouldn't feel completely out of place on a Halloween playlist. This is a tough one for me. I have a tough time buying into it. Uh, Look, you might, but this is the hill I've chosen to die on. New Atlantis by Desmond Champ is a classic (laughs) Halloween song. (laughs) You know how at the end of the show we pick our favorites on each other's lists? gonna make a bold prediction that uh new atlantis is not gonna be one of your main contenders oh man (laughs) what was the song with the woman who was getting like chased and you tried to con me into thinking it was a halloween song god that's like the fucking worst description of a song i ever heard (laughs) anything audio related that i can latch on to there yeah as a female singer (laughs) Female singer Chase. Yeah. I did Voices Carry. Voices did, Carry. Uh, yeah, Voices Carry. This makes Voices Carry like it should be on a shelf at Spirit Halloween. That's how Halloweeny it makes Voices Carry. I openly admit that New Atlantis from Desmond Champ is not a Halloween song. Well, no, I fucking not. admit it. Just... It's not. It's fucking not. All right, but I like it. It soothes me. It soothes you. Okay. I can see that it's soothing. I do put that on my soothing songs playlist. So when you're done listening to Bray Wyatt, when you're fucking pumping iron, you go to take a shower, you throw in a little Desmond Champ. I think the best thing to come out of all this is Desmond Champ, because that's a great name. Yes, New Atlantis, Desmond Champ. (laughs) 
Six. from 80s aerobics to more 80s aerobics in American Horror Story Season 9, and that was the intro theme song, which I feel is a contender. AHS 1984, and you're right, it is uh, something that I had never sampled myself, but when I listened to this track, I was like, wow, this is good. It's really I could do good. this one. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yep. So you don't have to catch up on all the seasons of American Horror Story this pick is solely about the song that intros season nine, 1984. And to me, this intro has it all. It's got the 80s aerobics, bloody knives, wine spills, Walkmans. It's got everything. All with that four by three grainy effect over everything. Yeah, exactly. That VHS kind of effect. And definitely my favorite of all the American Horror Story seasons because it has Emma Roberts and Billy Lord. Yeah, as soon as Emma's name comes up, I'm like, oh, of course, this is what's going on tonight. <laughs> Emma Roberts. And if you're like us and you're raving about Unsolved Mysteries theme songs and stuff like that, this is in the same wheelhouse, in my opinion, and it fits perfectly on the Halloween playlist. If the people who did the score to Stranger Things redid the score to Spookies, it would sound something like this. Mmm, yes. I feel like it's the video equivalent of a school photo backdrop. That's a weird thing to say, but I actually agree with you. It does have that vibe. It's a synth masterpiece is what it is. was Magic, a.k.a. Magic in Your Eyes, by Canadian rock band FM from 1987, J. Such a great track. Awesome pick. This is one of the songs from the Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood soundtrack, and while I think it's on point enough to include even without that connection, obviously that's a big reason why I'm picking this. The track is phenomenal, though, so I mean, you're well within your rights. It's like your slightly above average moody 80s love song, but if you listen to the lyrics, they do kind of like fit a spooky vibe, and they certainly fit the film, because the whole thing about magic can be applied to Laura Park Lincoln's character in that movie, the girl with the telekinetic powers, Jay. Yeah, because this was like a ripoff of Carrie, 
It was, yeah. Part seven was totally their carry. And yeah, I guess like this song does have that double meaning. That's my sell job for it, because it really doesn't have much in it lyrically to tie to Halloween. So if I'm making like a movie, these lyrics go along with how I would be directing. Explain. Tonight, I'm looking for magic in your eyes and then sing in your eyes real obnoxiously, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I could see it. In fact, I believe if I pulled some of our mutual friends, I would hear that you've actually used those words while filming a Halloween special. Anyone want to work hey, with Hey, buds, me? this is going to take 10 minutes. It's going to be fucking easy as shit. <laughs> now, take 87. <laughs> and then the violin synthesizer solo kicks in. Absolutely incredible. Cut, cut. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> So they have the synthesizer solo and then an actual guitar solo. So friggin' amazing. And you mentioned that it scored one of the party scenes. That is actually my favorite thing about Friday the 13th Part 7. Those 20-somethings rolling joints, drinking apple slice soda and hooking up. Cocktail hour. <laughs> Part 7. It's really the only chapter in the Friday the 13th series that feels to me like a direct-to-VHS film or even like a made-for-TV film. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. It just has that vibe and I like it. I totally agree with you. It doesn't even feel like a typical Friday the 13th movie, though, because toward the end, when you see his monstrous face, it's such a new, fresh version. It feels like a completely different vibe. How can they make this one separate from the rest? Let's see. We'll do Carrie, and we'll make Jason look like a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> and it worked. was the main theme from Christine, 1983. This is a John Carpenter-directed film, also written by Stephen King. Jesus Christ, did you mean to rhyme all over the fucking place there? <laughs> that was like a poem. I'm so glad you picked this, and for so many reasons, Jay. I know I sound, like, hyperbolic all the time, but this is one of the greatest themes ever in history. I can't disagree. I actually watched this film for the first time because you were going to pick this theme, and, you know, obviously the theme comes at the start of the movie. And I'm just sitting there like, whoa, where's this been? <laughs> it's got that thumping beat. Like, it was 1983, and it sounds like it could have been playing in a club at the Jersey Shore in 2015. It absolutely does, because it reads as horror movie synth, but it also seems fitting for a movie about cars. Yes. It just has that thump, thump, thumping thing going. Yeah, it was really good. And to think that, just moments ago, 
when we were talking about Halloween too. I mean, Carpenter, a director and a composer. I mean, this dude is so friggin' talented. He's a legend. If I was him, and I don't know if he's ever done this, I wouldn't be surprised if he has. Like, I would just fucking fuck around, make a song I like, and say, you know what? I'm going to make this movie based on this song. <laughs> that would be my process. I would do the song first and then decide what fits it. <laughs> this is like a classic Jay's dad rental. Because when we were kids, he would always rent the horror movie of the day. And especially we would get the Stephen King ones. But this, I remember specifically, we were all into because he was a car guy. You mentioned that he did that, and I didn't get it until you mentioned just now the car guy things. Now I see the connection. You probably was like, oh, I got to see this fucking cherry fucking classic car. I don't yeah. care if it's killing people. And well, that's the thing. Like, and now I watch it back. I'm like, I was a really young kid watching this terror on screen unfold. Come on, prick. We're not finished yet. Come on. The Plymouth Fury would basically murder people, or if it would get like crunched up, it would transform itself back to its regular shape. Totally was like Transformers back then. It was. And as I understand it, the book version presented the car as being possessed by the spirit of some guy. I like it better in the movie where it's I just like, too, yeah. it's just an evil car for no real reason. Exactly. You don't really know too much about it. Yeah. It's just a fucked up haunted car, which is so cool. What I really like about the song is that. It sounds kind of like upbeat, but it has these really sinister undertones. This has something very Nintendo-y about it. Like, it sounds like a Double Dragon level theme or something. It does. It speaks to my soul in so many ways. When I'm feeling very safe, feeling very sound, and there's absolutely nothing frightening around, sometimes I like to tear myself. It really can be fun, and it's almost magical how easily it's done. Is there something in my closet, something underneath my bed? Are the noises I hear real or just inside my head? Am I making up what's scary? Is it really, really dairy? Should I take a chance and peek or simply holler, Yes, I like to scare myself, scare myself. It really can be fun. <laughs> oh boy, my last pick is a doozy. That was a song called I Like to Scare Myself, performed by Grimace. <laughs> Grimace from McDonald Land. What a talent. <laughs> he is talented. Who knew? I didn't even know this existed, let alone knew that he was a crooner. <laughs> My God, he is a crooner. Here's the deal. You know how McDonald's used to do those rockin' Halloween Happy Meals back in the day? Back in 95, they did a series of McDonaldland figurines with these snap-on costumes, but they also in the same year did these four McDonald's-themed audio cassettes, including one called Scary Sound Effects, Jay. Oh my God, I never knew about this, so thank you for introducing me to it. What's frightfully fun at McDonald's? Four McDonaldland friends with clip-on costumes and four McDonaldland tapes. I like to scare myself. Eight to collect. One with each Happy Meal you buy. Happy Halloween. 
one side of the tape is like a bunch of howls and cracks and wind and shit like that. But the other side has Ronald Grimace and a bunch of kids at a Halloween party. And Grimace breaks out this fucking song. Yes, I like to scare myself. Scare myself. It really can be fun. <laughs> he spoke more words in this one song than he did in 45,000 McDonald's commercials. I think what you have to agree with me on is the fact that his voice sounds exactly the way you would think Grimace would sound. He sounded a lot like Tigger to me in this song, to be honest, to the point where I had to look up to see if Tigger actually voiced him. <laughs> or if him and Tigger have ever been in the same room. Yeah, is Grimace Tigger or is Tigger Grimace? I don't know. I was not invested enough to do a really deep Google dive. Doesn't seem to be the case, but he definitely sounded Tigger-esque to me. Tigger-esque. <laughs> But this tape is incredible. I could not believe I never heard it. There are four of these tapes. God knows what's on the other three. So, geez. I love to give myself a Yes, I like to scare myself. Scare myself. It really can be fun. That was frightfully good. Radio. Number 10. I never thought I'd be saying this, Matt, but that was everybody, Backstreet's Back, the Backstreet Boys, on the Spooky Songs Purple Stuff podcast. (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, I mean, we're going to have some words later about this. The lyrics here may say boy band drivel, but the video is pure Halloween. The music video is great, no doubt. It's a thriller for the 2000s. <laughs> there was one guy dressed as a scaly Dracula. I liked him. Now, boy bands aren't for everyone, but I am unashamed to say that I'm very fond of this song. I'm not a big Backstreet Boys fan, but this song is perfect for your Halloween playlist, even though it doesn't have anything to do with Halloween, and there's no lyrics that would indicate it being on this playlist but with that video it cemented itself as a halloween song look if this was a show about spooky music videos i'd have no complaints but you picked this on a spooky song show and by your admission (laughs) there is not one fucking syllable in there (laughs) that ties to the season (laughs) everybody rock your body i mean that is not spooky it's barely even a rhyme they're using the same word twice you can't that's not a fucking official rhyme Give me a chance to explain a really quick version of this music video. So their tour bus breaks down and they wind up at a haunted castle. And then they go in and then they turn into Dracula, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the mummy, Phantom of the Opera, and the Wolfman. 
By the way, I had never seen this video until just now, and I had no idea that this incredibly popular famous song had such a fucking spooky video. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't like, know it was that. like my mind was blown because this was like the biggest song in the world for a time. Like I'm watching this video, I'm like, really? Yeah. How did I not know that this was going on in this video? And so the heavily choreographed dance routines, phenomenal. And then this song, it really rocks hard. You have to ignore all the haters. Just ignore, ignore, and then just enjoy it because you're going to get sucked up by that beat. So your advice to everyone is ignore, ignore, and just enjoy it because they're going to get sucked up by the beat. Put some fucking drums behind you. That would be a nice little solo for you. <laughs> but it's such a satisfying song. It gives you what you want out of music. Here's the thing. It is not a spooky song by any stretch. Like, I'm not putting this on my playlist, but I will say this. If I'm at a Halloween party and there's like a fucking hundred song playlist, I wouldn't be mad at this coming on midway through. Right. Living things See? up for a few minutes. Yeah. Oh, let's do some shots. Backstreet's fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> there is an actual Halloween tie-in to this song. Get this. In Romania, this was a number one hit song. And it wasn't even a number one hit song in the U.S. Transylvania is in Romania. You know what I'm saying? The Brides of Dracula got into this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could see it. Yes. Everybody rock your body. See? Tied it right into Halloween. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was indisputable. That wasn't a dotted line. That was fucking straight as shit. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. Well, Jay, that's it. Spooky Songs Volume 9 is in the books. Nine times. Nine times. I can't believe it. So, it is time. I'm so excited to go through your songs and pick my favorite because I really don't know which it's going to be tonight. I never decide ahead of time. I decide right on the spot. Oh, absolutely. You have to because I need to know your arguments, especially for some of the songs you brought up tonight. The way you look at this show is that we're each giving like political debates to each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, Desmond Champ had no fucking chance, but I, I maybe gave him a 5% chance. No chance. No chance. So you brought up the theme to Christine by John Carpenter. At least I assume that's John Carpenter since it's his movie. Yes. You brought up the fucking get down on it, whatever it's called, from Us. No, it's uh, I got five on it. Five on it. I was in the ballpark uh, rhythmically. <laughs> American Horror Story 1984 theme, that is season nine of AHS, starring Emma Roberts and Billy Lord. Yeah. Billy Lord, isn't that a... Yep. Princess Leia's daughter. Oh my god. The Star Wars connection, you should have brought that up. <laughs> um, you brought up the theme to Killer Workout, which is called Aerobicide by Mary something or other. Highland. Mary Highland. And of course, Backstreet's Back. Backstreet's Back. Because the music video has them in costumes. That's your <laughs> argument. And it was popular in Romania. <laughs> uh, 
strong as those two arguments were, I'm going to drop Backstreet's Back. What? That's an outrage. I'm going to drop the song from Us. I am going to drop a Robicide. Wow, I knew it. And we are down to Christine versus AHS and going with Christine. Wow. So I really do think AHS was a worthy champion. Yeah. But Christine has so much history behind it. And without that theme, I don't think the movie gels. I'm not shocked. I knew it was going to be between those two. So, all right, let me go through yours, Matt. So you had a really, really strong list tonight. Kitty in a Casket, the Austrian band with Creepsville 666. Really into that. Halloween 2, the theme song by John Carpenter and Alan Howarth. (laughs) That's good. That was good. Thanks. I I like that. That was not bad. (laughs) Yeah, I would do it again, but you know I'd fuck it up. Yeah. Tales from the Dark Side, the theme song by Desmond Champ from the promo on WPIX. It's always a good song for a song where it takes three sentences to describe what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the Grimace talking about, uh, what was the name of the song? I like to scare myself. I like to scare myself, yes. Grimace. Then Friday the 13th, The New Blood, Magic in Your Eyes by FM. This is really strong. I mean, as much as I like the weird pick that you brought with Grimace, I really enjoyed that you brought that into the fold, but it's getting dropped and Kitty in a Casket I'm dropping. Mm, that's a surprise. Yeah, yeah. I just, really, just, That's just a surprise. That's just a, just a gosh darn Real surprise. nice <laughs> surprise. <laughs> I'm keeping Halloween 2 and Magic in Your Eyes. Whew. My God. This is one of those moments where, you know, I got a little bit of uh, sweat dripping down the brow. You have a chance to create history right now, and you know what I'm talking about. I got to call it in the ring. Don't fuck up in here. I am going with magic in your eyes, FM. God damn it. We almost (laughs) had double carpenter. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) FM. Even I don't like this song. You're full of no, baloney. No, you have you to be it. honest. You did pick a really great song. I put this on here for a reason. Magic in Your Eyes by Canadian rock band FM, which, by the way, if anyone hasn't heard of them, like, that's a real band, right? Like, that's not like some fucked up one soundtrack band. Like, they're all over the place. Yeah, especially in Canada. They'll forever be associated with a movie in the Friday the 13th franchise, which I think is great. And this is the greatest song ever. <laughs> this, is great, this is it you take this the thing is better than backstreet boys yeah FM, the original boy band so we have magic in your eyes and what did i pick the theme from christine yes those are two very nice additions to a halloween playlist i have to say i think all of these are maybe except grimace and desmond champ and let's throw a fucking backstreet boys in there too please if i'm giving up two you can give up them <laughs> Man, thank you guys so much for listening. And we're in the spooky season, man. Halloween 2022. Obviously, all of our shows from now through the big day are going to be spooky themed. That includes our bonus shows on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash purple stuff. That's where you can get an exclusive bonus show every month, including what did we do this month? We went to fucking Spirit Halloween. We had some sushi, right? <laughs> it was good. 
It was good. It was a good show, too. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from Sludge Central. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Everybody! Yeah! Rock your body! Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.